Becoming a full-time writer can be overwhelming. Join Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon as they help you improve your craft and find your audience so you too can become a career author. This is the Career Author Podcast. Welcome to... (laughs) Welcome to Landmark Episode 149 of the Career Author Podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at Cobra Writing Life. Cobra Writing Life empowers you, the author, to take your self-publishing career into your own hands with simple tools to publish your books in any country you please. You set your price, keep all your rights, and take advantage of their monthly promotional opportunities. You can do all of this without any exclusivity agreements. Get started today at CobraWritingLife.com. And I'm Zach Bohannon. With me every single week is that smiling Jay Thorne. (laughs) Like we had something to happen before we came on the air, like right before. And I was trying not to laugh through our ads. So yeah, it's all good. Hey man. But I'm glad to be back. Yeah. So with got your my, new computer, got my new computer. So I, I, I like how you didn't explain last week on the air why I was gone. I just wasn't there. People, <laughs> people probably thought I already quit. No, I said you were having tech week. issues. I know I'm just messing. Oh. Up, so. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, yeah. So I had to, I ended up having to get a new computer, which is, fine so here i am now which isn't nearly as exciting as the comment you made right before we hit record <laughs> to tell everyone what you said to me because i'm going to tell you what i was about to say to you i was and there's a reason why i said it but i was looking at myself and i said damn my beard is on point this morning <laughs> <laughs> and then you start laughing. You're like, I have something to say about that. I, I was just going to be like, damn, my hair's looking good today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess just this podcast is already o- almost over. I can just bore people. But like over the last week, I've actually started paying attention on how to groom my beard. And I have figured out I'm going to give everyone the tip. If you are trying to grow a long beard, the tr- the 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 trick is blow drying. I wasn't blow drying it before and I have this whole routine now. So I have to shower in the morning and I I get my oils and my balms and my butters and stuff in and I blow dry it and it's great. Dude, it's, it's like heading to Rip Van Winkle territory. It is looking, it is on point, man. I'm going to give you that. I totally like uh, this weekend. I had my beanie on and stuff and I totally (laughs) looked in some sunglasses and I swear to God, I looked like I was in ZZ top. (laughs) It was awesome. But like, I, I, and and this is what I was thinking too. Like, I think my hair is as long as it's ever been because I, I haven't like since pandemic, I haven't gotten, gotten a trim at all. And I was just thinking like, yeah, we're, we're about to go off and like your beard is, is as long as it's ever been. I think it looks like it. And Uh, and, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. I I got, I got a trim last week too. I went, nice. so, but uh, yeah, this is the longest my hair has ever been. And shout out man to you. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up my first can of uh, beard balm, and it's changed my life. Makes a big difference. Are you using Are you using any oil? It's just just the balm itself. Oh, uh, we got to talk off the air because <laughs> I, I the, the oil is way more important than the balm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I'm we, all we'll ears, talk off. Man. We'll talk off the air. All right. <laughs> so we're not going to bore uh, our our listeners with beard talk. So. But because uh, yeah, JD's not growing one, so we we have to get all of that out of our system right now. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some tips off the air. Okay, you need there's some stuff you need to know. <laughs> so, uh, but what the hell are we talking about today? We're not talking. This isn't the beard podcast. <laughs> what is? What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about knowing when to walk away, which I tried to do last week, <laughs> but apparently. But now I'm back, and it's really so. hard for me to say that without slipping into the gambler. And uh, I'm dating myself there, but you guys know the Kenny Rogers song. You know what I'm talking about. 
There's I, your I, the old, yeah. I just think of the episode of The Office. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I know the song. Yeah, I just think about the episode of The Office where they go out and they do the beach day, yeah. and it's terrible. And then on the way back, they're singing it. They're singing the gambler. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so a, I think about that every time I hear that song. It's a major earworm. Yeah. So you guys will have it now. You yeah, got to know when to walk so, away, and you got to know when to run. Yeah. So we'll be talking <laughs> about that day, but let's go ahead and knock out some house cleaning first and uh, i'll let you take this first one yeah this is just a reminder that um our buddy jeff elkins the dialogue doctor is uh offering a it's a it's a course but it's not like a it's not like an online course it's more like a, a cohort like a little mastermind group where he's taking uh 12 authors through a, a dialogue editing process via like zoom maybe slack and uh, there'll be a link in the show notes i mentioned it last week with joe but just want to mention again, because if you're listening to this on release day, uh, that course closes in three days. He starts, I believe, on October 25th. So if you are interested, um, highly recommended. Uh, there's only 12 spots. I'm sure they're going to sell out. Um, but if you want to learn, if you want to see a master in action and ask him questions about it. And the reason he started this was because he was getting questions from people who said like, well, what if I don't, what if I'm not working on a project right now? Like, how can you help me? So this is sort of an intermediary step between the free podcast and working with Jeff one-on-one. -on -one. This is like a middle ground. Um, so if you guys are interested, make sure you hit that up. You only got three more days. Nice. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, we also want to give a quick update. We got an email from uh, uh, Google Play, uh, Sabrina over there, who mentioned, who wanted us to let everyone know uh, as far as with Google Play goes, um, they've made a pretty significant change here where all publishers uh, can now earn 70% of the list price on eBooks sold to customers in 60 plus countries um, there's no price bans and no exclusivity required for that. So that's pretty big news coming from Google Play. Yeah, it certainly is. And and 70% seems to be the high watermark. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, um, that is worth it. I mean, I know selling direct is definitely an option when you're when you're wide and not exclusive to, to Amazon. Uh, but man, 70%, like I, I'm, I, I will give up 30% not to deal with like customer service technical delivery processing like that is well worth it so if you're if you're thinking about going wide i would say uh 70 from google play that's a no-brainer yeah it's interesting man there's this big controversy going on right now in the video game industry where i don't know if you've seen anything about it but it's actually kind of relevant to us we're like um epic games who makes Fortnite, yeah has been fighting apple on the 70 30 split and basically saying like, why are we giving you 30% for the, for our microtransactions and our games and stuff. And it's interesting to me how people are really pushing back and, and saying like, well, why does Apple deserve 30% and all this stuff? And I'm just like, you go make that, go make that store that all these people have on their phone. That's, that's the key. Isn't it's it? like, to yeah. me, it's, I, I don't understand it. Like 70% seems very generous to me. It's, you know what it is, man. It's a transactional mindset. And I, and I don't think that that's relevant when you're talking about, uh, you know, an e-service industry, because you're right. You're, you're not, you're not paying the 30% for Apple to handle the microtransaction. That probably costs them a fraction of a penny. You're paying for the platform that you don't have to build and maintain and update. Exactly. You're paying for the access to the audience. That's what you're paying for. And, and, and it is a little bit different there because like Fortnite, like Epic Games, they have their own Epic Games store where you can download the game online, like on your computer. Right. But like, I don't have an Epic phone 
you know, yeah. like, uh, so they, they have to go through those stores and they're trying to do all these workarounds where they do it through the browser and stuff and not go through the app store. And it's just like, I, I, I don't, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, the end user or, or the, the gamer, they don't really care about your sort of philosophical stance against Apple. They want to access the game in the easiest way that they know. Like, and I, if you lose sight of that, you end up creating, you know, you're taking a stand against the company and, and your customer doesn't care about that. Well, what's interesting to me is a lot of the people who are like, uh, you know, talking about the stuff that I follow and all that are calling Apple greedy. And I'm just like, you have no, I, but and then again, these are the same people who will call like YouTube greedy for yeah. cutting that back on their ads. It's like, dude, you're using their platform. You go make your own YouTube and put your videos on that and yes. see what happens. Yes. Like, you know, like it's just, anyways, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So, uh, but yeah, so really good news there from Google play though. So if, uh, you know, they're making a lot of, uh, good positive changes over there and doing a lot of great things so if you have your books wide um you know definitely definitely go over there and get in on google play that's great news so uh and a couple other quick things here uh jay we have uh our final episode of the career author sadly is next week but it's going to be a fun celebration going out um and it's going to be live with uh, any listeners who want to come join us yeah, we have people registered right now. Um, we, we are requiring a registration just so that we know who to expect and, and who's coming and uh, we don't get any sort of Zoom bombs. Uh, but yeah, please join us. It's 10 a.m. Eastern on our Monday, October 26th. It is going to be the final episode of the Career Author Podcast before uh, we transition and, and merge that with uh, Writers, Inc., which will be the, the feed moving forward. So uh, we decided to, to invite all of you on with us um, you can come with your camera on or off, your microphone on or off. You can just come and lurk if you want. Um, but we're, we're just going to have a, like a Q&A, love fest. Uh, we're we're going to go out with style and uh, in a positive way. So we, we really hope that if you can make it and you can fit it into your schedule, we'd love to see you there. Absolutely. So how can, uh, how can they register? So the link will be in the show notes. You'll just have to, it'll be, it'll take you to a, a registration page through zoom. You'll have to put in your email address and that's, that's it. And uh, we'll see you on uh, Monday, the 26th. Awesome. All right. And one more thing before we move into our ways and hacks, I wanted to give a quick update uh, on a way and hack that I had a, a while back where I had told you that I had gone all in on Google Calendar and finally got rid of my to-do list apps when I discovered tasks um, and, and how well you can use tasks uh, with Google Calendar. But on that episode, the one complaint I had was that the task, like if you put a task on Google Calendar on my computer here on Google Chrome or whatever, like it on the mobile devices on my iPad and my phone, it wouldn't show up in my Google calendar app. I had to keep track of that separately in their tasks app. Um, they have changed that. Now, the other day I went to my calendar on my phone and I saw these little blue blocks of my task and I was like, Oh crap. And now I can make task right from one app and I can mark them off as complete. Um, so it is definitely my favorite <laughs> now, like they fixed the one issue I had. Um, so I uh, just want to let everybody know that, that you can now, uh, they've merged tasks finally. And they still have the task app as well, which I think is actually kind of cool. If I just want to look at the things I need to, my short task I need to knock off and check off. 
Um, but it's really nice to see it with my big time block things I have in there now. And then also my little task I still like to check off. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, that's, that's cool, that man. That made me really happy. Yeah. I also want to, uh, 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 you just triggered this thought. I want to mention it real quick. Uh, our buddy, Chad Boyer, uh, sent me a landmark email this week about, uh, systems and time blocking. And uh, he asked for some book recommendations on on that. I think he has, was reading Minimalism. I said uh, Atomic Habits was the book um, I should have written. <laughs> I felt like that was sort of like closest to me as far as uh, systems thinking goes and, and how to create um, process instead of goals. And I think he's looking for more sort of time blocking elements. And I told him I, I didn't I haven't really read a ton on on time blocking. It's something I deep, naturally deep do. Work. So. Deep work. Deep work. Yeah, okay, Cal Newport. Cal, Cal yeah. Newport. Um, uh, Cal Newport, and on his podcast too that I've recommended for deep questions, he talks a lot about time blocking. Yeah. Like so, I definitely uh, he's really into that. Um, he actually, I just got an email the other day from him. He actually has he's releasing his own daily planner calendar uh, that yeah, actually I heard that. shows how he time blocks yep. and he's doing a whole course around it and everything. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely someone I would check out as well. Hit so. Cal Newport in general and his blog and deep work, I think is a really good book for that. And then uh, in combination with atomic habits. So yeah, that, that'll keep you busy for a while, Chad. And that, that's some of the best stuff that's out there right now, if you're looking for it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah. So before we jump into our ways and hacks, we want to remind everybody about patreon.com slash the career author, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support our show and get access to our monthly bonus episode, which is a monthly Q&A, as well as so much more. You can become a patron of the show by visiting patreon.com slash the career author. You've changed it on one link here. Uh, <laughs> I guess as soon it's going to be Writers Inc. podcast, or is it already? It is, yes. It so is. let me start over. You can become a patron <laughs> of the show by visiting patreon.com slash Writers Inc. podcast. So that's Writers Inc. I-N-K podcast. And uh, yeah, so... I'm totally thrown off now. Because Sorry. It's all, it's, it's all good. So we're in that transitional period. So um, I believe if I'm correct, this is a first time returning way in hack. Cause I think we actually had this as one before, but it is totally relevant. Yes. To what we're about to talk about. Yes, it is. Uh, and I, I, I think we both will probably abandon our, uh, ways and hacks spreadsheet, knowing we only had a few episodes left and, and weren't yeah. going to need it too much. I could be wrong too. It might not have been, but I think this was, I think it was movie. too. Uh, but yeah, it, this, this definitely ties into the topic of knowing when to walk away and, and I'll kind of set the table for the topic in a moment. But, uh, the single book I think it should be required reading for all of you out there. No, hands down. I, I, I would say this is required just to give you some idea. Uh, this book has a 4.3 rating out of 5 on 1,253 ratings. Uh, this is The Dip, a little book that teaches you when to quit and when to stick by Seth Godin. Uh, it is definitely a little short book, but it is one of those things I find myself uh, picking off, off the virtual shelf repeatedly. I'm, I've probably been through this book seven or eight times. Every time I get into a moment on a project or an initiative or or sometimes even a book, and I and I start to question myself, like, should I be doing this? Uh, am I getting traction? When I start having those doubts, I go back to this book, and it doesn't necessarily give you the answer, but it helps you to frame the question, and uh, it's just so valuable, uh, and, and I think it's incredibly relevant to what we're going to talk about today and what's sort of happened with the podcast. Yeah, and it's just to give everybody an idea of exactly how short it is. 
Um, I listen to the audiobook, and Seth is great to listen to talk. He narrates it. Um, and the audiobook is only one hour and 32 minutes. So this is something you can easily digest, like read, listen, whatever. And it's fantastic. Yeah, this is a perfect example of uh, the the number of pages in the book does not equal the, the quality uh, that you get from it <laughs> or the value, value you get from it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about our dip. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this was, this was, this episode was my responsibility to kind of come up with the idea. And I wanted to, I wanted to dig a little deeper into this because it's been a few weeks since we made the decision. It's been a few weeks since we announced publicly that we were going to merge the career author with Writers Inc. And, um, and we got a wide variety of responses as expected. Um, totally respect everyone's opinion. Some people were really excited for us. Some people were disappointed. And I, I value and respect all of those responses. Uh, I, I totally get it. You know, I, I understand. And I think it underscores for us that even though we have to make these decisions and we're doing it publicly on a podcast, it doesn't make them easy. <laughs> like no. there's still moments where, you know, we, we, I second guess and I'm like, should I do this? I mean, I'm, I, I think you're the same way. Once we pull the trigger on a decision, we're, we're pretty much full steam ahead. It's yeah. not like we, we reverse that, but it doesn't mean we don't have those feelings. And I think this, this felt like a good opportunity. Um, you know, we had Joe on last week, which we had planned for um, months in advance. And then we have the final episode, which is going to be more of a celebration. So as far as a content episode goes, this felt like sort of the last one. And it felt like a good time to talk about knowing when to walk away from something or when to quit or when to give up or when to push through. And um, I think, as we've said a number of times, we really don't have the answers for, for this. Uh, we, we only have our experience and we're more than welcome to share that with you. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of frame it in, in two different ways or, or two different conversations. The first one is, you know, why should you walk away from a project or in our case, a podcast? So we'll talk about, you know, what are some of the reasons that would, would, would bring you to that point where you're questioning it? And then once you make the decision on how to handle it, because I think a lot of times we hear a lot of advice or recommendations on how you stop something, but how do you cope with it and, and how do you manage it afterwards is, is just as important. And I don't think that gets as much conversation. So what do you think, Zach? Any, any sort of overall thoughts on this about um, where we're headed? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been a, it's been a weird couple of weeks ever since I made the announcement just because, you know, this was, you know, not an easy decision, especially, I think, I honestly think more so for me than you, um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, I've, I've gotten personal messages from people that you don't even know about that, like, not because I was hiding it from you. I just haven't like, I hadn't shared them with you yet. Um, and like, <clears throat> it, it's it like the, that's made it. I mean, I, I do not regret the decision I made by any means. Like we, like you said, when we make a decision, we kind of just move full steam ahead on the next thing and we know we're doing the right thing, you know? Um, but it was still difficult and like, it, but it's been also at the same time, I really appreciate how people have responded both negatively and positively. Cause it, it means that what we've done for the past 150 episodes by the time this is done has really meant something to a lot of people. Right. And you know, it's hard to walk away from something like that, that you've built that people care about, you know? And, uh, 
and, and I think this would be a really good episode to really de- dive deep into into some of the stuff behind it, and to like hopefully that people can take when they when they're faced with these decisions because you're going to be yeah whether it's in your business or in a relationship or you know whatever like you're going to be faced with with these decisions of whether or not to walk away. This is this is the choice scene that we always talk about that's so important, and you're going to run into these choices in your life, and this is a great example. There were this was the type of choice that no reader could see coming about which one was the, because there were pros and cons both ways of staying with this or going the other way, you know? And so uh, I I think that it'll be a really good episode moving forward. Yeah. And I take full responsibility for being the catalyst for this. I mean, I I know that you were feeling somewhat fatigued with the episodes and, and, you know, we've jokingly talked about, JD's comment about how many, you know, cover episodes can we do? But like even, even that, that's not a, that's not a joke though. We, no, it's we, not. You and I were it's really not. having that conversation. Yeah, it's that that's true. Uh, but the reason I, I feel like um, I I take more responsibility for this is because I'm I'm going in a slightly different direction, and um, I'm still going to be doing developmental editing. I'm still going to be working with clients. I am still going to be writing fiction. But I'm also reallocating some some of my energy, and it doesn't make sense for me to have more than one writing podcast anymore. Uh, and and hopefully next week I'll have something ready I can share with all of you guys because what I'm building now, while it will be applicable to writers, it won't be limited to writers, and I think that's a big difference. So um, I I recognize that you know I I probably push this issue a little harder than than you would have just because. I knew I was already building something that was that was going away from this space. So I, I just want to be. I know I've I mentioned that before, but I just want to be completely transparent with that and say that you know, uh, I me especially, I'm I'm building something different, and um, and it just doesn't make sense for me to have more than one writing podcast. Cool. All right. Thanks for taking all the blame. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nice. th- this is interesting, and uh, I don't think we've ever done anything like this but I, I went back and I looked at the final episode of the horror writers podcast and what's really crazy about this is that um, it's almost exactly four years to the day that <laughs> that episode published to this one so this this published crazy. I know October 23rd of 2016 uh, I'll have a link in the show notes if you guys want to listen to the whole thing I, I listened Fuck, to the we did we had a podcast called the Horror Hours Podcast, and we didn't even wait until Halloween. To pass. I know, I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> a week shy of Halloween, and we and we and we but we packed it in. Uh, but yeah, this is episode seventy-seven. It was titled Crossroads. There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, I listened to the whole thing. It was somewhat painful um, because I was on there saying like, I don't want to be in the author space. I don't want to build courses. I don't want to do client work. Oh, were you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. I got to go back and listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I wanted to do like a lot of that was more personal to me. It wasn't necessarily relevant to our audience. So I I pulled out um, a six minute segment that I want to play. Um, it's us sort of stumbling through the announcement that we're not going to do the Horror Writers Podcast anymore. But I thought it might be an interesting way to, to kind of segue into this conversation. So uh, are you up for listening to that for a minute? Yeah. All right, here we go. So Jay kind of mentioned like, you know, neither of us do this full time, but it, we want to. Okay. So I'm not going to bore you too much, but like just to give you an idea. So like I wake up at 4.15 every single morning. I have a full-time job. I have a two-year-old who's screaming out there right now. You might have just heard her. The microphone. I have a wife. You know, a lot of you guys are writers and all you guys have the same thing. So 
you know, I wake up at four fifteen every morning. My my commute is half an hour, so I go out to, towards my job. I go to a coffee shop that's five minutes down the road, and I'm there at six a.m. Like I'm, I write, 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 write. I usually get about hour fifteen minutes in. I go to my full time job. At my lunch break, I go and I write again for an hour. And then I get home and I'm a dad and a, and a husband. And sometimes I can fit in, you know, doing marketing at night or doing whatever. And so we're, we're again, we're wanting to do this full time. So like at some point I have to, we have, I have to steal time from somewhere. Like what you guys see from this podcast, you see us on here for 20 minutes, like, and we love doing it. It's been, it's, it's awesome. But like, there's a lot more work that goes into it. Like, I have to go listen to the show again. I have to do all the show notes. I have to make a video. I have to make MP3 file. I have to make a logo for each show. I have to upload on our website. Jay has to upload. The, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes in. So what ends up happening is that ends up stealing time from my writing time. And uh, stealing, I don't like using the word stealing, but you know, it may like Thursday or Friday might roll around and I might go, oh man, well I haven't done the podcast yet. And I have to spend that time in the morning doing that instead of writing my next book, which books make me money. Like I make good money off writing books. So we had to kind of make a decision. And Jay and I came, we've been talking about the scenes. We've, we've, we've talked about a whole bunch of different things do it, would do at the podcast. Um, and we've essentially, we've come to the decision that like right now doing the podcast is just not like it's not a re it's not it doesn't line up with our personal goals right now and our collective goals, and um, and so as much as we love doing it, like we're going to be putting in a hiatus. Um, I say hiatus because it may be something we come back to at some point, um, but but for now it just doesn't really line up with the other stuff that we that we need to be doing, um, and to be to be able to get to a point to accomplish our goals now. When we get to a point where we're writing full time and we, you know, we, we don't have day job commitments and all this stuff, like it may be a different story because we'll be able to work in the podcast into our daily work schedule. But for now, it's just not, it's not realistic and it sucks. And it, it's like saying it now out loud, like really hurts, but it's just because we really love doing it, but it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense for us right now to, to be able to continue it. No. And I think, you know, if, if we want to be real about it, I, th I think what you're also kind of saying is that you and I, because I'm in, I, I'm in a similar situation to Zach. I have a full-time job and two kids and a wife and a mortgage and, and I get up early and do shit. And then I wait till my kids go to bed and I do shit. And, and, so we're, we're in the same boat there. And I think what we're, what we've been realizing over the past couple months, and I've done this in other areas is we have to start cutting out the activities that don't contribute to revenue generating creative exercises. Like that's what it comes down to. And, and I, I'm, I'm trying to be very careful about how I'm saying this because I, I don't want to, I don't want us to come off sounding entitled, like, we sit in front of, in front of a microphone so people should pay us. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we have to make these decisions on which parts of our creative energies earn us money and which parts don't. And because we have very limited time, we have to make those hard decisions. And, and maybe there will become a time in the near future where we won't have to make those hard decisions. But um, it's the same reason I, I put dark arts theater on hiatus uh, for the exact same things that Zach just said. Um, 
I love doing that. I love the show. I love the concept. Um, but I can't do that instead of the writing. And, and really, for Zach and I both, the creative output that's earning us money is writing books. And so we, we have to be really focused and disciplined and, and, and put our energies into the stuff that's going to generate revenue because we got to pay bills. I mean, it's, it's really just that simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing else for me to add to that. I mean, I think we both, we both kind of said it. I mean, that's just, and we, you know, like you guys know, like we're, we do this show very organically and we're not going to hold anything back. Like we just want to be honest with you guys because like, I mean, we see the numbers, like we have a good audience. Like we have people who listen to us every week. You guys are in the comments, like, you know, and, and we, and with many of you, we've built like a, a relationship, you know? Um, and, and, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I know that like, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't, again, I don't want to sound entitled or sound like big on my shoes, but like, like I build a relationship with people I'm listening to, you know, if I've never talked to them, you know, I feel that way with the SPP guys, like with stuff, like, I feel like, even though I kind of do know Dave now, like, I feel like I know Sean and Johnny and I've never talked to them, you know? Um, so just just use it and i've felt the same way with jay like when i used to listen to this show when it was him and richard like i felt like i knew him um so so yeah so it's this was a tough decision to make but we really feel like it's the right one and it's just kind of where we are and now it's just what we need to do so that's it. This sucks, uh, but uh, but but it's been it's been fun. And again, like Jay said, hopefully this isn't the end. So I'm not going to say goodbye because I, I really feel like that at some point we'll be back on the air, whether it's under this name or not. Like we'll probably end up doing something in the future. So, yep, nice. So thanks for thanks everybody, and uh, leave us comments. Wish us luck. Tell us we're assholes for doing this. Whatever. And uh, and we, we appreciate all the support and everyone who's listened over over the time and all that and stuff. So hopefully we'll see you guys soon. All right? Later. So peace out, and uh, we'll see you soon. So what do you think, man? Thanks for listening to episode 149 <laughs> of the crew. Author. That's all we need. We don't need to say anything else. <laughs> that was pretty funny. There, there was a lot in there, though, that I felt I feel like we're – kind of in that same situation yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> that's what's so funny it's like really feel like we're in the total same situation you know except my daughter's six now not two yeah and i'm not going to that day job yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> me neither <laughs> yeah that's so funny man like yeah that's that's it, it's so crazy too like that the time lines up where it's almost the same date yeah like, that aired october 23rd yeah, you know? isn't and that as crazy? we're recording this today, it's the nineteenth. Yeah, so it's just it's just year. It'll be four years in one day. I mean, that's just nuts the way that's that works. Insane, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nuts. I mean, I, generally speaking, though, I think, um, and I, I we we may have talked about this before, but I feel like uh, for podcasts specifically, there's kind of a built-in shelf life. You you have these outliers, like you know, Joanna's an outlier for sure. Um, you know, you have guys like, uh, Pat Flynn doing smart passive income outlier, um, because those are shows that have lasted for, for years. And in Joanna's case, you know, a decade or more, but I don't think 99% of podcasts aren't necessarily, uh, meant to be eternal. <laughs> like even like if they're a solo, I think it's easy to run out of things to say. Uh, I think if it's a, 
if it's a show like ours with with multiple hosts, I think eventually you you exhaust topics. Um, and, and the exception being if you have an interview format, and and Joanna's is an interview, so is Pat Flynn's. Um, but if you look at interview format podcast, uh, those those can go on for for a much longer period of time. So. Not surprising to me that um, four years later, uh, from the end of the Horror Writers podcast, we're kind of in a similar situation with uh, the career author. Yeah, it's interesting you say all that because I think like podcasts are still such a new medium that I think people have. It's an interesting thing to try to compare it to anything else. So I think the natural inclination is to like first compare it to a radio show, and radio shows go, like look at someone like Howard Stern or name whoever you want. Like you know their radio shows have been going on for years. Um, and, but, you know, we're, we're, we're having to come up with different topics every week and it's almost more like, you know, our, our favorite television shows don't go on forever unless it's like the Simpsons or something like that, you know, like everything, they have a shelf life, you know? So I think podcasting is in that weird place where, uh, I, I think that, I think that some of them do have a shelf life, but most of them or I'm sorry, some of them don't have a shelf. Maybe that's what I said. Some of them don't have a shelf life like the one you mentioned, but most of them probably do. Um, you know, like uh, uh, Tim Ferriss could just keep talking to people forever. Right. You know, J- Joe Rogan, because they don't like they can. There's so many different things that those people could talk about when they're doing interviews and like there's but like there's only so many times you and I could talk about the stuff we and we, we've said that, you know, there's only so many times we can talk about all these different writing topics before it's just like, yeah, I mean, it, it would be different if we were doing a show that was like the Somewhere book show where it's um, news-based and we're sort of reporting. That's completely different. But like generating the topics that are more sort of instructional or informational and, and delivering them in sort of an educational framework, there's only so much we can cover without repeating stuff. Yeah, which we don't want to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that people don't want us to do either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just, and but all that made a hard decision because then it's like, well, when do you stop? You yes. know, like at what point do you say it's enough? And I think that we both, you know, you you mentioned that you kind of had all this stuff going on that's kind of forcing you into it. But even if that wasn't going on, I don't think it was going to be too much longer before we did come to each other with the conversation of like, dude, what else do we talk about? Yeah. Or or like, and and we were either going to have to make the decision of you know, keep going and just keep trucking along, do exactly what we are doing, which is merge uh, with, with you and JD or like change the show drastically. And, and that could have been its own thing that people didn't like, you know? So it was, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't please everybody and, you know, unfortunately, and we weren't trying to by any means, but, uh, we had to just like we had to do four years ago, you know, we had to make the best decision for ourselves and moving forward. And, and I do think because of the place we were at and because of um, the topic burnout and stuff, I think we're also in the long run making the best decision for the audience. I, I agree. And I think too, I've, it, I didn't always feel this way, but I certainly do now. There's nothing that's more important to me right now than time. Nothing has a higher yeah. value. I, I will I will pay for things if they save me time because I can make more money, but I can't make more time. Yeah. And and I, I'm really sensitive to that when it comes to our audience and our listeners. And I don't want to waste a second of their time. Like I don't want to I don't want to do the same episode four times because it's easy for us, because it's not respecting their time. Um so I, I think 
part of me was having this realization that if, if we continue the way we are, we're sort of disrespecting our audience. And yes, um, I know that like on the surface, it might be more comfortable if they, and, and they might think they wanted that to continue. But over time, I, I think that the quality would just deteriorate and, um, and it wouldn't be fair to them. And it, it's almost better to rip the bandaid off than it is to, you know, go a death by a thousand cuts. And, you know, some of the comments that I saw and I got privately too that I kind of want to address is like, um, you know, there's a couple things to kind of understand here, I guess. Like for one, you know, I, I saw some, I was told by a couple people and saw some comments about like, well, I'm not really interested. I don't know if I really want to jump over and listen to you guys on Writer's Inc. Because, you know, whether you guys like it or not, you've really had your feet dipped in the indie hat and that's where I want to be. And I'm not really interested in the traditional side. Like all of us independently published JD, he self-publishes yes. like multiple times just, a year. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, it's not like we're going to stop talking about indie stuff and we're just going to have another person's perspective to talk about those things. And we're also not going to be limited to just talking about that. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of other podcasts out there just talking about indie publishing and, and with that focus, but we really haven't seen anything with the type of dynamic we can have on writers Inc where not only can the three of us have these really interesting conversations, just covering, you know, a wider topic. Like we can even, even just going back and talking about some of the stuff we've talked about on here, like we could do because just having JD's perspective is going to bring a whole new like light and angle to those conversations. But we can also talk about like, some traditional stuff and like have the perspective of somebody who is very successful in that field. And also there's no other podcast out there talking to the people that you guys have been talking to. And it's, and, and, and again, looking at that, like, you, you know, you guys have talked to uh, uh, people like not, it hasn't just been traditionally published authors. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, I, you've talked, you've I, talked to James Patterson, which no one like there's not many other pocket but also you have tw piper brook yes that's what i was gonna know? say i mean we've talked to david baldacci and chuck polinick and we've talked to Lindsay broker and brian cohen so it, yeah. it's it's not again we're not polarizing people we've never been that we're not saying now we're stopping our indie podcast and we're jumping over to our trad pub podcast you're totally missing the point if you think that's what's happening yeah absolutely and it's so like, and, and the other thing, you know, like I, I know that some, um, some people are like, well, we don't know what the dynamic is going to be like. And I, I miss hearing you guys have your banter every single week. Like, um, I mean, you guys know things change and evolve. Like right now, the, like the, I mean, the writer's ink, once we get going could turn into something else. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's super early and we don't even totally know what it's going to look like yet, you know? So like, we're just going to roll with it, you know, see yep. what the feedback is and go with it. And you know there. what? And all that being said, if you don't want to give, if you've never listened to the writer's Inc, you don't want to give it a chance. You think it's not for you. That's totally cool. It's, all it's good, fine. Yeah. You know, like we don't harbor any ill feelings towards that. We're not demanding you come with us on the switch. Like if you feel like it's not going to be worth your time, then cool like it's okay yeah. you know i've stopped listening to podcasts before uh i don't and it's it's not anything it's not a personal attack or we don't take it that way it's if it doesn't line up with what you want that's totally fine 
Um, you're growing, we're growing, and sometimes you grow apart. And and I'm, I know I'm rejuvenated because like I'll be honest, like I barely listen to any writing podcasts now because I've I feel like I've heard everything. Yeah, I feel like I've heard everything in the indie world, and you have to throw on top of that that every single week we're talking about it. So it's just like. I feel like the different angles that JD is going to be able to have in this conversation. And I'm really excited because the conversations the three of us have had on zoom calls that no one has seen, you know, and obviously we had them on this show. Like we have really good chemistry, the three of us. So I'm really excited to see what that brings. And like, it's going to rejuvenate me. I know. And like, I think I really think it's going to, it's going to bring something that's not really being represented as well out there in the podcast space. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a unique experience. And again, if uh, if it's not for you anymore, that's totally fine. We love you anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to uh, kind of briefly touch upon some of the reasons why you'd walk away from something and then how you handle it, because you might not be dealing with a podcast, but I'm sure there are projects or there are initiatives or there are things that you have to constantly decide, is this worth my time? Should I keep doing this or not? And so even though it the, the, the decision itself and the medium might be different, I think the underlying principles are, are, are the same. So why don't we talk for a little bit about what are some of the reasons why you would consider walking away from a project? Like what are some of the red flags that would come up that would indicate it's now time for you to think about this? Yeah, I, I, yeah let's do it. Cool. I think the... The one that immediately came to me was boredom. <laughs> I mean, quite simply, if you if you don't get excited, if it's not as uh, as our friend Chris likes to say, if it's not a hell yes, then it should be a definite no. And uh, I can honestly say that you know um, we have we haven't sure changed anyone, but uh, I wasn't coming to these episodes with a hell yes. I was like, okay, what's up this week, and then putting in the work. But that's different than me. Like, man, I can't wait to get on the mic this week. Yeah, I agree. It's been the same, like. Uh... It has, it's not that I haven't enjoyed doing it again. And I love our conversations, but it definitely hasn't been like, oh, hell yes. I'm like super excited to do this. Um, uh, so I, it, and yeah, I, I, to, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. I think uh, another couple reasons have to do with uh, a lack of something. So if you're in a situation where you're lacking either time or money and you need either, either of those to continue with the project, and you're questioning the value of that investment, that's definitely a red flag. Uh, I know for podcasting, it is an investment in time and money. I think it's way more investment in time than money. I mean, it does cost us a little bit to run the podcast, but it's more the time invested that that is really uh, something you have to be intentional about. And so I think if you're in a situation where you're wondering, how can I make time for this? Or do I want to keep spending money on it? That's probably a good indicator that it might be time to walk away. I think another lack of you could talk to about here that doesn't apply to this show, us leaving, but I could see being something for other people is lack of interest. Yeah. Like we grow, we grow and like, I'm not into all, I'm not passionate into all the same things I was when I was 25 uh, be, or, you know, now being 36, you know, I mean, so like you do grow out of some things that you're just not that into anymore, you know? And, um, so I think that if you're losing a, I think you could say that to us about the horror writers podcast. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, I was getting a place where I was like, man, I don't really like, 
I used to love really like watching horror movies and talk about this stuff, but like, I don't really care to sit around and watch horror movies anymore, you know, like, and, or and not frequently think, enough to have a podcast on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think I kind of grew out of that interest a little yes. bit, you know? Yep. Um, so, and, and that's kind of stuff shows to your audience. It's just like what we always talk about with, you know, you need to write in genres, you know, not what sells and that you love because readers are going to know if you're faking it. You know, so I think that lack of interest in allowing yourself to let go of things that maybe don't really interest you in the same way you did before um, can can definitely happen. So, yeah. And uh, I, I don't I know our buddy Kukrul likes to stay away from the woo woo stuff, but it's important for me to mention this here. I, I had a few private messages and communications with people who said, we heard it in your voices. We heard it for weeks. So like even before we came to the point where you and I openly discussed it, people heard that. And and so to your point, like you you can't fake it. Like you can't fake the passion and the interest that you have in something. And so if you're losing interest, if you're changing direction, if you're going in a new way, just embrace it because um, you, you can't hide it. People can feel it. They might not be able to articulate it, but they can feel it. Something else that I think is really important to consider. And I think you could consider this like, not even just walking away from a project, but before you walk into a project. Um, so is it's really easy to want to take things you love and like turn into a podcast or try to turn into some kind of business or something like that. But what, once you do that, it, it can change how you feel about that specific. It will thing. change. It will change. So I've, I say this because I've actually been having this conversation with Catherine lately where Catherine is really into spiritual stuff and she really loves uh, uh, both paranormal stuff and she loves uh, tarot readings. And she's like started doing tarot readings for people and she's like getting really big. She's thinking about, oh, I could turn this into a podcast. I could start doing this. And I'm like, I think that's awesome. And I would love for, I think it'd be really what cool way for you to like possibly like a really good way for you to spend your time, but you need to really understand what you're getting into because right now it's something you love to do just when you have the extra time. But what if it becomes something you have to make time for, are you still going to be as passionate about it? And I'm I, like, I'm having the same um, thing right now. So like I'm looking at my time now and I'm like, okay, so we're not doing this podcast now. I'm going to podcast once a month. I miss podcasting. And like, I've thought for a long time about doing a passion project uh, of doing a video game podcast. Like that's been on my mind for a year and a half, probably. But I am so freaking hesitant to do that because right now, video games is something that I do to wind down, to, to free my head. And I can already see like, because I don't half-ass anything. I can already see if I start doing a podcast and like, oh, I got to keep up with this. Oh, I got to go play this new game because I have to talk about it on the podcast instead of me just going to gaming to do whatever I want with it and enjoy it. So it's really making me hesitate on doing something like that. Man, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something I thought about in as far as indie publishing goes. Yeah. I, I think when I had my full-time day job, I couldn't wait to do things like read blog posts and and try, you know, changing keywords and like all of the in the weed stuff. I, I really look forward to that. But once it became my job, it wasn't as exciting. Uh, it's not as fun. And, and I, it, it's a 
you have to hold those competing ideas in your head at the same time, which is not easy because you hear a lot about like, well, find your passion and then just do that. But when you do that and you, and you tack on these expectations to it, it changes and, Absolutely. and not always in the best way. And like, I, I have two really tangible examples I'll mention real quickly. So dark farts theater, uh, <laughs> thank you for that, by the way. That was great. I can't believe I never thought of that before. I was just trying to make you crack during, during yeah, while we Yeah, that were was good. That but like, that was an example of something that I loved and I, and I did it with the expectation that I could somehow monetize it or that it could become something. And that was really hard. That was a really hard pill to swallow when I realized it wasn't going to happen. So more recently, and this is, this is after five, seven years of, of learning, um, with my buddy Adam, we did Consequences of Rock. And that podcast was no expectations. Like, let's just do this because it's fun, because we like hanging out, almost like being in a band. And that was completely different. And, and I, don't even, I haven't even looked at the dashboard for that. I have no idea who's listening to that podcast. It doesn't matter because I didn't tag any expectations on it. But if I thought to myself, wow, people tell me all the time, I love your taste in music or you really know a lot about hard rock and heavy metal. You should, you should do a podcast the same way people probably hear like, Hey, you're really good at baking muffins. You should open a muffin shop or you're really good at crochet. You should sell sweaters on Etsy. Be very careful about crossing that line because, uh, it, it can turn into something that feels more like a chore than a passion. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter how much you love doing it, like, again, you could lose the passion for it just by turning into a chore. I think using the word chore is perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, cause there are certain expectations when you start trying to build into something, doing a podcast, cause you have to show up, you know? Um, so yeah, I, th I think uh, that's definitely something for people to think about. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's, let's kind of pull the conversation to a close and let's talk about what happens after you make the decision. So Hopefully, and I say hopefully because I, I truly believe this. I, I believe there are things in life you have to stop. You have to quit. You have to change. Like, I, I don't think any one of us can expect something to last forever. That's just not natural. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's a fixed mindset. So if we're looking at a growth mindset situation and you realize there's something in your life at some point that you either have to stop doing, you have to quit, or you have to make a major pivot, then what do you do after you make that decision? And I don't mean the logistics of like, well, you have to stop paying Libsyn or, you, you know, you have to unpublish. The, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, mentally, from a mindset perspective, what are some of the things that you can do to handle that change of, of quitting after you go through the dip? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, because for me, it really is like, once I make that decision, I'm already looking forward to whatever that next thing yes. is, you know? So, um, and, and this is not even just with this podcast or whatever it's, um, you know, this could be with, you know, relationships and friend, you know, friendships and stuff like I'm for better or for worse. Like I'm one of those people that recognizes if I've outgrown a friendship and, it's really easy for me to just be like, look, we're just not compatible anymore in that way. And like, we've outgrown each other and I, it's time for me to move on and I don't look back. And like, it's not that I'm cold or not compassionate. It's just like, um, I, I have that mindset. Like I, you know, I just, I want to be done and not look back, you know? And so I'm, I'm right with you, man. I'm the same way. It's not the easiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. I think yeah. it's the right thing to do for you and it's the right thing to do for anyone else who might be involved with it. And it's one of the reasons why I have literally one person 
who I still communicate with from when I was a teenager, one friend. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, I'm not antisocial, but like there's, like you said, there's a point where, where things change, you outgrow relationships and it's not, it, it's not positive for the other person if you're not fully vested in it. And, and, uh, and I truly believe for your own peace of mind, um, I know some people like my wife is the worst decision maker in the world. She cannot make decisions. And I, and I recognize there are people who struggle with that. But once you make that decision, I think it's so important not to look back, not to second guess, not to live with regret. Listen, you're not always going to make the right decision. And many times you can make a decision and if it doesn't work out, then make a new decision. But I don't think regret or, or second guessing yourself is ever mentally healthy. And, and I would strongly recommend people to, to try to avoid that. Just make the decision and then live with it. And then if you need to make a new decision. I think what's interesting too, and I know you guys brought this up in the last episode of the writers. Well, is once you made that decision, it was, you were already moving on. So it was like, why would we keep going with this show? Yeah. And it was funny because I was afraid of that when we started talking about this show. I was like, well, we can make that decision, but is now the time to stop? And I tried to kid myself that like we could possibly carry on doing this for like another six months or something like that, you know? And, um, but then it was like, well, but why? Like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, like we're, if we're already mentally moved on and we know this is happening, then let's just like move on and be done with it. Yes. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. So, and, uh, it wasn't easy, but it was like, I, again, I tried to kid myself that that's the way it was going to be. And I was like, nah, yeah, time to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think it's also really important to be, to be kind, but be strong. And I mean, kind to the people who are involved in the decision and kind to yourself. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything to be gained from beating yourself up over decision. Um, I, I've talked about this idea of resulting, which is this that you base the quality of your decision based on the outcome, which is completely a terrible way to live. Um, you know, uh, making decisions are, should be separated from the outcome and in, in that results. So in, in that sense, you make the best decision with the information you have at the time. If that doesn't work out, it's not fair for you to look back and go, well, I should have seen this, or I should, I didn't notice this. Like you make the best decision with the information you have at the time. And, and that's it. And, and I think you'd be, I, I, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, but be strong about it. And as we have already talked about, um, don't, don't look back, don't reverse it. Um, just make the decision and move on. So where do we go from here in this conversation? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, a, a couple of other things too, I think, uh, as we wrap up here, I think being transparent and giving the, the best explanation you can is, is always the best way to go. Again, people, you can say one thing and people will sense it. They'll sense whether that's the truth or not. I mean, we could have made up any number of reasons why we were doing this with the podcast other than the truth, but like, what would that serve? And, and you guys would know it, you would feel it. And, and so why not, why not be perfectly honest? And, and included with that is this idea of gratitude as we've mentioned, and we'll continue to say for the, for the next however many minutes we're on the podcast is we're, we're grateful for all of you. We're grateful for the opportunity. We um, feel very fortunate that we can get in front of an audience and, and share with people and connect with people and build that community and, and, and get to know all of you. And I'm not even going to start naming people because then I'll feel badly about leaving people out. But um, this is, this is, this is an opportunity that I'm extremely grateful for. And I, I don't have any sad feelings about it. I, I I'm, uh, I'm just so thankful that 
you and I have been able to do this. And this is not even something like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, this would have been impossible. Uh, and, so, and I think it's important to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously uh, we are really grateful for, you know, everyone who's like been along this ride with us and stuff. And it's been, uh, it, it's been awesome. And it's been really humbling for me, you know, and, um, you know, some of the conversations we've had about how much we've helped people and emails we get all the time. And, uh, and, and, you know, if there's one thing I definitely do take pride in is how transparent we've always been and how we've always laid everything on the table. And cause there's a lot of people who aren't willing to do that. And, you know, what you see is what you get with us. Like, and we uh, are, you know, always try to tell the whole truth and just like, cause why, again, like you said, like it doesn't serve anybody. If you hold anything back, you have to say how you feel and be honest about it. And I think people respect that, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I'm super grateful for the past hundred and almost, it'll be 150 episodes and being able to do this. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what future holds and moving over to writers Inc. And, you know, hopefully, you know, most of you follow us over there if you're not already listening. And like Jay said, if you don't, it's totally cool. You know, you still email me whenever you want. <laughs> still, yeah, you know. we're not hard to get hold of. And if you yeah. decide later you want to give Writers Inc. a chance, you, you'll know where to find that. And, and we'll welcome you back with open arms. Uh, no, no questions asked. Uh, and, and I think, too, like, you know, you, you mentioned this idea of, uh, you know, being, being grateful for the opportunity. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to mention the specifics, but you and I have both been fans of different things where the creators completely changed the rules and did it multiple times. And that feels really gross to me. <laughs> and, yeah. and so we, we could have said, you know, we could have done any number of things with this podcast that would have uh, ripped the rug out from under you listeners and, and kept it going. But that just doesn't, it's just not who we are. And it's not how we're, how we're going to serve you. So, yeah. So you just said no questions asked, but I think we have at least one question to ask. And that's our question of the week. <laughs> so what we'd like to know is how do you know when it's time to walk away from a project? I'd be surprised if we didn't get a lot of comments on this one. Lo love to know it. I mean, uh, whether, whether you're looking at sort of really big existential questions or specific on the ground tactics, uh, this is, we learn from you guys too. So I would love to know, you know, how you approach it. Um, how do you tell, like maybe what are some red flags for you or how do you deal with it once you've made it? Anything related to what we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to answer that question, you can head on over to thecareerauthor.com and uh, just navigate to that little episodes tab at the top and uh, find episode 149 and uh, join the conversation there. I'd love, I'd, this, I'd be really interested to hear people's answer this week. Um, of course, consider joining us over at patreon.com slash writers Inc podcast. Well done. Yeah. And, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, it'll get you in the door. We'll do our monthly Q and a episode every month. Um, all that good stuff. So definitely be checking that out. Yeah. Nothing there has changed patrons or future patrons. That's, uh, we're just, all we did was change the name, but it's, just, we're delivering the same stuff. We still have um, tickets available for the Career Author Summit, which is happening in September of 2021 um, here in right outside of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee. So uh, definitely check that out. There are both virtual and in-person options available and uh, still a payment plan, right? Yes. So check that out at thecareerauthor.com slash events. Or again, you can just hit the little events tab um, on thecareerauthor.com. And I believe that'll about do it for this week. So uh, we hope everyone reminder that next week, the episode, you're welcome to join us. 
Um, it will be at 10 a.m. Eastern on Monday, the something 26th, uh, 26th. So look down the show notes and you can see the link. You will need to register for that, but we hope that you can make it and uh, we'll have a really good Q and a and just a little party to take us out. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you guys later. See you. Bye.